Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh boy. Oh boy. Spooky spooky. A spooky sale has been made this Halloween. (laughs) Emphasis on the poo in spooky. (laughs) Oh, it puts the poo in spooky. Thoroughly used spook purchase. But did you did you guys do it? Guys, I have to know. Did you do it? Did you get it? Did we do it? Did you do it? Guys, did it happen? Did you get it? I had someone tweet me uh, like a week after it was sold. And we'll give you context in a minute for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Mm. Saying, you guys have to get this. It was, like, it was sold a week. For God's <laughs> sake. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> but what was it? And who was it sold to? Well, well what was it? <laughs> uh, you've clearly not listened to the previous episode of the excellent Podiots podcast. Um, in the previous episode, we talked uh, in the intro, I think, about how Dave Benson Phillips, beloved children's TV presenter and portal goblin, ha- has been on eBay. He's had a bit of a clear out. He was selling a badge with his face on it, which was bought by Kieran, the editor at uh, Triple Jump. Some VHSs of A Bridge Too Far and, like, I don't know, West Side Story or something. But most importantly, Two toilet seats. Two one of which was seats. it was boring and white and wrapped up in plastic and had never been used. Yeah. The other was musical it, in its <laughs> image. It wasn't some sort of magical like the one from The Simpsons in Japan. It wasn't one of those, but it, was, it had music notes on it and it was decidedly used. It had some considerable <laughs> considerable use. use. That was the terminology. Yeah, yeah. Mikey, uh, what happened? Well, Ben took part in what was a surprisingly ferocious bidding war with someone else for this toilet seat. If it was one of you fuckers, I swear to God. <laughs> we were we were in the middle of recording, or we'd just finished recording our podcast for Triple Jump, and the camera was right there, and I really wish now that I'd just gone and hit record and, like, captured the moment, because it was, it was really intense. There were, like, minutes left, and it was going up and up and up, and we were going, what's our budget? 60, I'm going to put 60 quid. No, no. Uh, oh, someone's just bid 62 quid. 80? Should we put 80? No, I don't know. It was really got me going. That was intense. But yeah, after, after well, it started off in like the £10 mark and we were like pretty mm-hmm. confident that ah, it's only going to go up a little bit more. It hit the lofty heights after a ferocious battle that went on for hours of, I think it was £70-ish? Six- 65 maybe? 65 plus a tenner really postage. High. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by by God's graces, uh, you boys are in the presence 
of Dave Benson Phillips, his actual used toilet seat. We got it. We, we got, got it, did everyone. It. Got him, boys. We got Dave. Ben- he asked us to leave us, him out of it, and he sold us his toilet seat. We bought his used <laughs> toilet seat. Decidedly the least leaving him out of it that we've ever done. <laughs> this is the peak of leaving him out of There's it. There's nowhere to go from here. This like, is it, yeah. The next thing we might have to do is actually leave him out of it. That might be the next yeah. step. I think we need to cool off for it. You know when you you know when you commit a big crime yes. and you need to lay low and let the heat die off for a bit. I feel like that's what we need to do with Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah. Um, we're not leaving out, him out of it for a while though. We're looking into the logistics now. The intention of uh, the well, the intent of purchasing this was not only for the lols, but also because we want to sell it for charity. Mm. Yes. Uh, so very soon hopefully there will be uh, an auction available on Electronic Bay. Yeah. where you can bid to buy Dave Benson Phillips' considerably used toilet seat that hopefully all three of us have signed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also got an accompanying signed photo from Dave Benson Phillips that says, thank you for buying my loo seat. Yes. Uh, ben was in touch with Dave um, via eBay. <laughs> And was but kind of there's, there's, there's layers to this though because <laughs> it was Ben that was this. talking to him. It was, it yeah. was Andrew. It was Andrew, my pseudonym. So, so Ben's eBay account doesn't have his name on it. It's like a it's just a, a kind just of internet-y a, kind a of screen name. handle thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we didn't want Dave to know that we weren't leaving him out of it, and we thought he might he might recognize the name Ben. If it's signed from Ben. <laughs> or triple so, jump. Or triple jump, possibly. <laughs> so uh, Ben had the excellent idea of picking a different name, a pseudonym, but better yet, one a, a name that uh, means that Dave would be able to send the toilet seat to triple jump towers uh, and it would be received by an actual member of staff. So Andrew <laughs> was chosen. <laughs> Andrew Hodkinson from Cultaholic. Uh, lovely boy. And I actually have some footage of uh <laughs> andrew opening his toilet seat not knowing what it was he didn't just know it was coming i just him. messaged several of his desk mates saying hey just so you know there's a toilet seat coming soon andrew doesn't know but if you could uh just just give him a tap on the shoulder and say hey that's not actually for you no so thanks thank you to uh dan and joel for recording that for us yes um, thank you i didn't know you told them to tell him it wasn't i told him, owen so I- I told Owen, I think Owen passed it on because he was off that day. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure that anyone would be there to explain what was happening. And I thought, (laughs) I don't want Andrew to get excited and think that someone has sent (laughs) Dave's toilet seat to him. Um, So I was also present just to make sure he didn't get his hopes up. But uh, it came with a photo that had Andrew's name on it and was signed. Three signed photos. Because because he couldn't get the Sharpie to stick to the actual seat. Yeah, I asked him to sign the toilet seat and he couldn't do it. Yeah. He couldn't get it. So we might struggle. We might struggle to get a Sharpie that we'll do it. it. We'll We'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the underside will be better than the top side or something. Or we'll also sign Dave Benson Phillips headshot. Yeah, thanks for buying our Lou seat. (laughs) (laughs) So Andrew didn't go home empty-handed. He got the signed photo from Dave that said "Best wishes, Andrew." Um, And uh, but there is also a separate one that says "Thanks for buying my toilet seat." A photo of authenticity, if you like, (laughs) that will be included in the auction. A couple of mysteries still remain, though. Yeah, uh, one of which is 
who the fuck was bidding on it? Because yeah, it's it one clearly of one other person. Yeah, I, like one of our theories is that it's one of you who yeah. thought it would be funny, just like us, to bid on it with the intention of then sending it to us as a yeah. joke. That's part of that's my that's my number one theory. So if you were bidding on it, for God's sake, and also please come <laughs> forward. Yeah, we'd love to know. Yes, please let us know. Uh, but um, we are in possession of it. Stay tuned to social media. <laughs> The best part about that is that if someone else was bidding on it in order to send to us, between us, we massively inflated the price yeah. of that toilet yeah. seat. Well, it could have been a single it. bid, and that would have been enough. But it no. was all over Twitter with like videos of the toilet seat, like just one hour to go on the auction. It's I know we were up. sat there doing our podcast, like no, Dave, stop. Dave's why? like, this has had some very famous bums on it. This toilet seat. Dave. There's a video of him on his Twitter stop. account. So and my phone's blowing up. Like you've been outbid. You've been outbid. You've been... <laughs> no, no, no. Stress. No. So tense. But uh, boy, do I have egg on my face because this time last episode i was saying dave doesn't know how ebay works he's (laughs) you know he's he's set up all these automatic reserves and none of my offers it's not gonna go for 25 pounds dave (laughs) way more than that he knew knew exactly what he he was doing (laughs) can't wait to see the appearance of more pissy toilet seats on his ebay store after this roaring success (sighs) we're gonna pick a charity uh, we haven't decided yet, but look out for this eBay listing soon. Come a bit on it. Raise money for a good cause. I think we'll probably have to limit it to the UK for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, do do come and s- splash your cash. I find it seat. difficult to imagine an American is going to want to buy Dave Benson. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Someone might. A but it'll be signed by maybe. all four of us. So mm-hmm. there yeah, we go. Wow. And with that, it's time to move on to the annual episode of Spooky It's. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spooky It's, the official Spooky It's spookcast. It's a conversational spookcast where we take some spooktions from you at Spook and obey the law of the three spooks, where everybody spooks a spook, spook a spook, a spook I'm Spook. I'm Spooker. And I'm Spookle. Brilliant. Hi, Brilliant. Spooker and Spookle. How are you doing? <laughs> Spooker and Spookle. I'm, I'm feeling fully spooked now. I'm in I the, feel in especially the bad. Spirit. I feel especially bad about that what? terrible opening there, uh, given the ridiculous amount of money that we have been very oh. generously gifted. Oh, no. No. oh, it's obscene. It's actually obscene. We'll get onto that in a minute. But mm. uh, this is Spooky It's. We do one Spooky It's. Uh, a year it's it's the one time of the year when Podiots goes spooky it's not really Ooh. Mikey tends to talk about serial killers and stuff yeah, sorry. Yeah. Stuff, so Can't there's, help no, there's no hard and fast rule but I don't know about you two boys but my thing is spook related oh my thing's absolutely spook related mine's uh, pretty spooky as well Ooh. excellent we've got a series of spook questions as well follow us at Vidiots Official if you want to submit your questions for the podcast but just keep an eye out for the podcast post it tends to go up a couple of days before we record which is a week before the episode releases so Ooh. but it is time to talk about Pod Squad or Spook Squad I suppose <laughs> you very generous lovely lot can support us financially should you so wish and allow us to buy toilet seats 
from beloved <laughs> children's entertainers uh, mm-hmm. like Dave Benson Phillips. If you go to streamlabs.com forward slash poddy, it's donations and donate three pounds or more. You get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. You join Pod Squad and we'll love you forever because you're amazing. Absolutely. Mikey, do you want to kick us off? I would absolutely love to uh, enter the Spook Squad. <laughs> Ooh. We start with Grandma's Scary Hairy Kisses, Katiekin Solo, Ben's number one fan, the very generous Swarthy Mofo, and they say, Boys, it's happened. I've turned 30. Big shout out to my amazing partner, Megan, whom I love so much. It made my day truly amazing. Last year, last year, she got me a shout out for my birthday and it was oh. featured on episode 62. Also, Ben, you need to discuss game pervs. I don't know what that game means. Pervs. Game, game pervs. Game pervs. I'm not sure I know what that means either. Tweet me, swarthy mofo, <laughs> and give me some context. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let us know what these pervs pervy mean. Oh, thank you very much. Happy I'm birthday, for 30. Yeah. Happy birthday, the big three. Oh, hope you had the did something magical. Very happy birthday. Incredible. Goosebumps number two fan, Dodak <laughs> 07, The Walking Cheggs. And <laughs> Jesus, the walking oh, oh, just got it. Just got it. The Walking Cheggs is very good. Uh, uh, and a, a big, big fucking fuck off drum roll uh, for Red Rum Weth who has given us just the most stupendous spooky spooky donation I've ever seen. It Holy hell. Uh, Thank just, you uh, so much. I don't even know what to say. Thank you, Red Rumweth. Yeah. Thank you so much, Red yeah. <laughs> Mikey's going to check in with shocking. you and just make sure that that's correct. Yeah, you make sure there's an extra digit in it by accident. And they say... Happy Halloween to all you friendly ghosts or ghouls or others. Thank Red you. Worm. Thank Red Redworm. Red Thank you so much. Absolutely ridiculous. But yes, I'll be in touch to verify this donation <laughs> and also maybe to sort you out some free stuff because you're a very good bean. Yes. Thank you. Mr. Blackula. <laughs> In fact, Red, yeah, sorry, Red Rum Weth just bought a toilet seat. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, we dear. value the toilet seat at that many pounds. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Blackula. Very good. Hmm. Dave Benson Phillips, only fans. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Spooky Becky. The generous Chav Chav Ramirez. Chav Chav Ramirez? Chav Chav Ramirez. Ramirez. They say, Ben summoned me last episode. I have always been here. Oh. Some of my donations were silly names, but I would never stop listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been on this ride since episode six. Thank you, boys, for always bringing a smile to people's faces. Oh, thank oh, you, Chap Chap. Oh, thank you, Chap Chap Ram. Chap Chap Ram. Uh, yeah, sorry. You don't always see the some of the regulars because they're hiding oh. behind names like the Walking Checks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Who are you, the Walking Checks? Come forward. <laughs> Chap Chap Ramirez was one of the first, uh, one of our first supporters on Patreon on Triple oh. Jump. Um, we used to talk to. Talk to them during our Discord calls. Yeah. And then they, oh. they, they went away and we they still show up in Podiots and it's amazing. Still here. They can never yeah. leave. That's the thing with Podiots and Vidiots. You can't. Once, you, once you're indoctrinated, that's it. You're stuck it. here for life. Stuck yeah. here forever, man. Uh, next up is Pro Trainer. K. Dewey. Bartek Vantsack Blad Pudding. <laughs> is that supposed to be a 
Bartek Vansack Blad Pudding. No, that's not supposed to be a naughty, naughty word. So. Not I that I can so. see. Yeah. It just the word sack threw me off. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> sack is inherently disgusting. Mm. Thank you. And lastly, spookalicious. Ooh. Thank you all oh. very much. Uh, in the spooky troupe this month, <laughs> uh, this fortnight, whatever it is, Stephen Skodes, <laughs> gooey bug spittoon, spoopy sparey spellitons, chegwin <laughs> spooky knob, Dave Bitcoin Phillips. <laughs> Funding bum-related purchase, who was very generous, and said, Shredders, toilet seats, what's next? Shreddies. Shreddies. Shredders. I did shred those shreddies. Oh, the name makes more sense now, though. They are funding bum-related purchases. You You did it. You all did it. I got it. Worked it out. Uh, Chegwinstein's monster, (laughs) Lord Spooktovic, Fuck Spooks, it's Rocktober, who was very generous and said, this free entertainment is worth the monies. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Sir Windpipes the Loud, Berries and Cream for Ben. Uh, hashtag I Stand with Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Miller Barely Noah. Very good. <laughs> Finn Tristam, Spooky Donation Name. And Caroline's Shagging Me Now, Soz. Oh, Caroline. Oh, no. Caroline. <laughs> We've also got War Podiat's shirt to synagogue. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to decipher. Rad. Very cool. Uh, Prince Beefcakes. Big Fanny Buddha 69. Nice. The very generous Long Tim first time DJ JPEG who said, You've helped me get through college, post college depression, getting married, my wife leaving me, more new depression, finding two new jobs, and now complacency. Bum piss can get you through a lot. Walrus Clan for life. Thank you for being there. Oh, that's oh, me. DJ JPEG. It's quite the, the roller coaster, coaster, but I hope you're yeah. doing okay at the moment. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right, so right, right. this big sunny wave. It's going to be gall gravy. Thank you very it much. It is. Oh, gravy. Gravy wave. Gravy wave. Ryan made the tiger cry. Raindrop joy, but spooky. Half the house. Fuck you, Caroline. Caroline, I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Caroline, I had loft converted. <laughs> this, wow, what a rich tapestry. Getting, yeah. Slightly used toilet paper. Oh. Cuntifer Cobumbus. Oh, very big fan of that. Don't go back, Caroline. You too good for him. <laughs> uh, Lord Dabba, tell Dabba, friends. Just keep swimming, Ash. I'm in trouble tubs. Oh, very good. I'm in trouble tub. <laughs> Rice poofs or sugar queers. And Rami Malik looks like Tiny Pete. And there we are. Oh. That, Who's Rami Malik? It's a good guy to look like. He's a handsome boy. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I'll see it. Um, there we are. That's your pod squad. Thank you so much, everyone. You're obscenely generous. Thank you for being here with us on the first episode. First episode? Fourth episode of Spooky Hits, I think. Because <laughs> someone just replied to our... Dave that we put out saying, oh, fourth episode of Spooky It's so. I think someone oh, did, actually, there yeah. There we are. I'm, I'm I like trusting. how the uh, the Caroline tale has become a kind of community work now. It's yes. collaborative fiction. Yeah, it's yes. great. It's, it's definitely more than one person contributing now. <laughs> the unraveling of this man who misses Caroline very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there we are. First question comes from Ooh. David Lever at Dalek Platypus, who oh. asks... If we, if, fuck, if you were a ghost, who would you haunt and why? 
You can also go and haunt Davy BP whenever you want as a bonus. <laughs> Just for fun. It's very kind. Thanks, David. Yeah. Who would you mm. haunt if you were a ghost? Why would mm. you do it? You've got to decide, though. Do you go down the path of just being a mild nuisance or a right twat of a ghost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide who... who de- well, it's not necessarily who deserves it, but who'd be most fun to watch suffer a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be... I wouldn't want to be associated... Because it's sort of a punishment, isn't it? Being haunted by a ghost. Yeah. I guess so. People, it's a lot of baggage. Yeah, the people who deserve haunting are probably not very nice people. But then, is it not technically then a punishment for you because you have to constantly be around a horrible person that you then yeah. want but then if you're making that person's life miserable is that a kind of treat mm. maybe, mm. Maybe, maybe i'm just a bad boy who likes seeing bad people suffer but i don't my, my my mind maybe because it's bake-off season but my mind went straight to paul hollywood's and i just whenever he put something in the oven i'd slightly open the door a little bit as he left <laughs> so that he come back to like a deflated loaf or whatever love that that would that would ruin him. <laughs> what do you think, Peter? Who would you haunt? I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, yeah, it would be someone that I don't like. I guess. Someone oh, I, I wasn't saying by the way that I hate Paul Hollywood or anything. It's just. Oh, he just I do. <laughs> do you? Wait, what's wrong? I I, no. I know Paul Hollywood dressed up as a Nazi several years ago, but oh, um, God, did he? Yeah, oh, yeah, for like a fancy dress co- uh, party. So I don't know. I don't know if he's a naughty boy outside of that. I mean, hate's a strong word, but what I don't like about Paul Hollywood, and I was having this discussion last night or the night before with Amy, because she's watching Bake Off at the moment, and I sort of see bits of it on the TV when I'm like walking through the living room. And what I fucking hate (laughs) about, it's not even necessarily Paul Hollywood's fault in and of itself, but are you aware of the Hollywood handshake, Ben? Oh, yeah. No. Sounds like a euphemism. It really does. But it's... um, Paul Hollywood will go around all of the tables and he'll eat people's fucking souffles and he'll stand there chewing it and he'll go, hmm, good flavor. Yeah, yeah, the texture's very good too. And then out of nowhere, if you're really, really, really lucky, he'll suddenly reach his hand out and shake your hand if it's good <gasps> enough. Ooh, and okay. if he does that, everyone in the room goes absolutely mad. They all cheer <laughs> and clap. And it Absolute pisses scenes. me off. It yeah. pisses me off that someone could be that arrogant that they think or that they allow everyone else to think that their fucking handshake counts <laughs> for a round of applause. Like, fair enough if he says, that's a great, that's the best souffle I've ever had. Like, that, yeah, that means something. But it just makes me sick when he reaches out, shakes someone's hand, and everyone goes, oh, well done, well done. Oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. Oh, Jesus, If I'm you went seething. on the show, would you, would you refuse it? Yeah, I would. I'd leave him hanging. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. Yeah. Paul, I just Fuck want you to... Fuck off, Hollywood. You're bred. Use your yeah. words, Hollywood. I would um, I would haunt Paul Hollywood's right hand and, <laughs> to the point that it eventually withers up and falls off, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. If you'll allow me to also haunt Paul Hollywood, yeah, please, Yeah, why Michael. not? Let's go for a double whammy. That's, <laughs> how much yeah. can the we most haunted man day. in England. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> with his withered hand and soggy bakes. <laughs> Is that why his eyes are so piercing? He's just yeah, full yeah. of ghosts. All the ghosts. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, I would probably haunt... I'd have to do a bit of research first, but, you know, what am I waiting on? I'm a fucking ghost. I've got all the time in the world. 
I would try and find the most it, the person living the most interesting, varied life possible, regardless of their transgressions, and I would haunt them. Not necessarily like, Ugh! you know, scare them. Not necessarily talking that, but I just want to follow them around and see what they get up to. You know, go all <laughs> yeah. over the world doing interesting things nice, and yeah. seeing interesting stuff. Because I, I'm not going to get. Let's be real. I'm not going to get to do that in my living life. <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna make internet videos until I die on the toilet yeah. or something after Domino's, <laughs> and so I want the experience of traveling the world. And what better way than by just following someone who's fucking doing it, baby? Yeah, it's living that life. Show, actually, yeah, yeah, you could just like haunt like a rich person's pair of AirPods and just do nothing and then travel the world. <laughs> Haunted <with them>. AirPods. <laughs> so you know they're just going to forget on a train or something. Oh, true, actually, that's, yeah. That's it. Oh, Drop yeah. me down a, a, a drain and mm, then it's yeah, gone. Move on to the next Forever. pair of AirPods. Like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, disgusting. <sighs> Who's got a thing? I've got a thing. Yeah, oh, my God. God. <laughs> What's your thing, Michael? Oh, I've, I've, oh, it's spooky. Oh, no. I've brought some spooks from uh, over over the ocean. Over well, actually, depends on how you get there. I mean, I guess ocean involved. From all the way over in oh, Japan. Whoa! Oh, I've got some Japanese folklore mm-hmm. and general urban myths. Uh, th- I'd just like to share them with you, if, if that's all right. Oh, that is all right. Because we, we know, I think we all know a little bit about, you know, British mythology and folklore and stuff like that. So I've wanted to see what how it differs across the across across the ways in yeah. other parts of the world. So I brought along a selection of of otherworldly oddities for you all to gawk at. Chocolate grandma. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chocolate grandma! How we miss you. Sadly, nothing quite as delicious as chocolate grandma. Ah. But... Lots oh, of words that I'm going to have trouble pronouncing, though. So have have fun <laughs> <Hooray>. with that. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. We start with okay. Hold on. Kuchisake owner, I think. But I uh, yes, that sounds about right. And um, this is Kuchisake. The original story of Kuchisake owner comes from the Heian period of Japan's history, roughly twelve to eight hundred years ago. It was a beautiful woman, either a wife or concubine to a samurai. And she was extraordinarily vain. She cheated on the samurai. No. And when he discovered her treachery, he slit open her mouth from ear to ear. No. And in this article, it described it as giving her a Glasgow smile. Oh, which, good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the terminology they use in traditional Japanese scripture. No, but probably <laughs> not. But we'll Glasgow smile. <laughs> Traditional Japanese Glasgow smile, yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, In yeah, Scotland, he's... they call it a Tokyo smile, you know? <laughs> they do, yeah. So he slit her from ear to ear and asked her, who will think you're beautiful now? A oh. uh, bit of an overreaction, if you're asking me. Yeah, but that's so the tale. That's the tale. Uh, clearly, it was act- it acted as a cautionary tale uh, for for people to remain faithful. And the story takes a creepy turn when the ghost of the woman began appearing in Japan in the 1970s. The story goes that a woman would appear to traveling people alone at night. The woman wore a surgical mask, not terribly uncommon in Japan, especially well, nowadays, especially common, yeah. uh, and would ask the traveler if they thought she was pretty. 
if they replied no, she would kill them immediately, or at least slash their faces the same as hers, usually with a long pair of scissors. But if the hapless victim said, yes, you are pretty, she would remove the mask and ask, how about now? Revealing her bloody gaping wounds. And if the person said no at this second point, (laughs) (laughs) she would again kill them, slashing open their mouth. If she gave them like a five minute cooling off period, you know? Yeah, it's like, are you sure? Are you sure? sure? But this is where it takes a weird turn. If, however, the person said yes again, um, they still would not be safe. So if this you still think I'm pretty, yep. Apparently that's that's not enough to to quell this beast. She would then follow you home and kill them at just as they enter the threshold of their property. Oh God! So what? You're basically <laughs> doomed if she asks you the question. You're well, going to die. Luckily, you've got me as your guide. So if you ever end up in Japan, here's here's what you should do if you encounter this, oh. this terrible beast. The only way to survive the encounter with this ghoulish creature is to answer yes to the first question and so-so or average to the second time. <laughs> Love that. So this causes the, the beast to pause and ponder the response, giving the victim a chance to flee. <laughs> Without, from a ghost. Yes, from a, a ghost. Who which apparently you back to your threshold. Yes, apparently the rest of the time, uh, the, 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 the ghost can just, like, if you run away without answering the question, it'll chase you anyway. But if you, if you make it ponder and think, then it can't possibly chase you. Uh, with, without the distraction, the victim cannot, cannot escape the ghost as she simply reappears before them if they try to run. And if you don't feel like, you know, calling a, a clearly scare, scary ghost so-so and average looking, um, you can also just distract them with money or hard candy. That Those are also valid, valid approaches. <laughs> give them a... Right. Give them a <laughs> Werther's original, <laughs> original and send them on their way. <laughs> Be gone, spirit! But before, but before you go, would you like a sweetie? Oh, come on. Oh, it might not be very nice with you, you slit open mouth. Do you think, do you think I'm pretty now? Doesn't matter. Have a sweetie. <laughs> oh, Grandma. My favourite bit about this was um, on the Wikipedia article about this this bit of mythology. There's a, a flowchart for how a conversation might go with this beast. <laughs> right. I'll paste it in the chat and I'll summarise it for uh, you all. Let me just... Oh, Google Docs is being a beast, so get ready for an ugly screenshot. Da-da-da. Uh, Oh, I see. (laughs) So um, it starts with a question. It'll ask you, am I pretty? And it splits out to, if you answer no, it will kill you with scissors. Um, (laughs) But if you answer that first question with yes, it takes off its mask, asks how about now? And if you say no to that, it'll cut you in half. (laughs) And if you say yes to the second question, it'll slit your mouth and it to appear like hers. So I'd like to thank Wikipedia for putting together that brilliant, brilliant diagram. Excellent flowchart there. They've <laughs> still cli- they've not clicked off the selection box on that screenshot. Look, it's got like a bounding box around the outside. Oh, uh, so that don't, that's not Wikipedia. That's all me, sadly. Oh, that that's, okay. that's my wonky <laughs> screen. I will not have any bad words said against Wikipedia. <laughs> Thought they'd taken a screenshot of that. <laughs> no, no, no. Wikipedia standards are far too high for such nonsense. Mm, absolutely. The next beast is the Kappa, uh, which I thought was just a twitchy moat, but turns out there's more to Kappa than I thought. Uh, Kappa are usually seen as a mischievous troublemaker 
or trickster figures. Their actions range from the comparatively minor, such as looking up women's kimonos if they venture too near to water, to the outright malevolent, such as drowning people and animals, kidnapping children, and at times eating human flesh. As with many creatures, both mythical and real, the kappa doesn't always look exactly the same. But if you encounter a vaguely reptilian creature walking upright or hanging around in a body of water, you may be dealing with a kappa. Right. <laughs> but if you I don't see care that, exactly what it is. So. <laughs> it's, yeah, before you run, at least you can identify. Yep, yeah, that's a kappa. <laughs> <laughs> They're the size of a small child or large monkey. <laughs> what? Oh, what a strange metric of measure. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Fatty. At least six times. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know how I'd respond to like Uncle Fatty emerging from a from a lake to greet me. I'd, I'd, I'd greet him with bananas, <laughs> give him a banana, and be on my way. Uh, uh, the size of a small child or large monkey with humanoid arms and legs. Otherwise, they have mostly reptile and amphibian-like qualities. They have web digits for swimming and maybe scaly or slimy. They're reminiscent of a giant frog or turtle. Usually, they have something like a turtle shell on their back and a beaky, beaky sort of snout. And they're said to smell fishy, and with often a, a bluish or greenish tint to their skin. Mm. But their most distinctive feature is uh, the little well at the top of their head. From a distance, you might look at them and think they've been inspired by a monk with their hair cut. They've got like kind of a ball cut, but in the center of the ball, it's not just a ball patch ahead. It's a divot, almost a well, where they retain water. And this is more than just a fashion choice. Um, this is one of their weaknesses. Ooh. So if you ever encounter a kappa, you can use this against it. Okay. All of its power is stored in that very water bowl. And its oh. other weakness is that it's very, very polite. So <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to come across one, all you've got to do is bow to it. And it'll be compelled to do the same back. Oh. And as a result, it'll tip out all the water yeah. from the top of its head and you will defeat the beast. <laughs> wow. Um, in particular, they like challenging people to sumo matches. And of course, uh, most sumo matches begin with some kind of bow or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's not a, good, <laughs> it's not a good, good hobby to have if when starting it could potentially kill you. But hey-ho, cappers be living their lives. But... Wow. They're not just strange and dangerous creatures. They're also a little bit kinky. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, they don't want to drown you just for the hell of it. They go after people because they want your uh, shirikadama. And this is a ball that is supposedly found inside the human anus. Oh, okay. The the kappa supposedly reaches into your bot bot with its hand to to retrieve this precious item. Or on occasion, if you're extra lucky, it'll suck it out. Oh, what? Is that lucky? (laughs) That's not where I expected that sentence to go. Uh, apparently this this uh, well, I mean there's not really any clear definition of what this is and why it's in your bot bot because I mean, it's all mythology and not real surprise but um, a lot of people think it's like the human soul which uh, it feels like an interesting place to store the soul in one's bottom mm-hmm. um, and other people seem to think it's just just 
and the liver. <laughs> Someone and, was definitely right. caught eating ass at some point, and that's how they explained it. <laughs> that's away. how they got away with it. It was a capper. You know what a capper is? It was oh, trying to take my life essence by sucking on my ass. Yeah. But that. I would not be surprised if the origins lay within someone lying to cover up a sexual well, act. I mean, when you look in, like, there's a lot of art surrounding the Kappa. I'm just going to send over Arts. my favorite piece. Ah, very good. Um, this, this, I'm just describe it for everyone before I send it. This is an art piece depicting someone attempting to catch a Kappa okay. um, by luring it in. Can you, can you guess how they're doing it? Oh. <laughs> Just, oh. just showing their arse. Oh goodness, they're baiting it. Can you, their, is that little Wilkins what you call there? It? That is. A little Wilkins. He's a little, yeah, little Willy Winky. Damn, he's thick. Oh. Oh, That's he's a thick. thick ass boy. <laughs> so, so this art depicts a very, very thick uh, Japanese person oh, bending just, over. I've just seen the rest of it. There's a fucking bow and arrow suspended above. Yeah, they're going to like shoot it as it reaches in to suck on the anus. <laughs> Pretty much. That is yeah, the this... most mousetrap ass thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a piece of art depicting someone trying to catch a kappa. Um, they are kraut, like bent over, kind of doggy style, heads looking through their legs, looking behind them, arse presenting beautifully to the outside world. And just behind their arse is like a, a contraption, almost like a tripod with a bow and arrow mounted on it, ready to 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 kill the creature the second it goes near that big old bot bot. Please add that to the threads. That's magnificent. Oh, that is bre- really good. I'll do that after I've finished because I don't want to get distracted because, oh, God, you stop looking at it. It's, oh, it's hypnotic. <laughs> Dummy thick trap there. I'll add it to the thread now. Thank you, Peter. Uh, next is... Ashiara Yashiki. The Ashiara Yashiki was a bizarre phenomenon which took place during the Edo period in the neighborhood known as Honjo. It is known as one of the seven wonders of Honjo. Long ago lived Hatamoto, uh, sorry, long ago lived a Hatamoto, which is a high ranking samurai named Aji. One night at his manor, a loud, booming voice was heard. It echoed like thunder. It said, wash my foot. (laughs) And just then there was a splintering crack and the ceiling tore open and an enormous foot descended into the mansion. The foot was covered in thick, bristly hair and it was absolutely filthy. The terrified servants scrambled to gather buckets, water and rags. They washed the foot until it was thoroughly clean. And afterwards, the giant foot ascended up through the roof and disappeared. Until the following night and every night thereafter, the same thing occurred. (laughs) What a nightmare scenario. (laughs) A booming voice would demand its foot be washed. And a giant foot would come crashing through the youth. And the dutiful servants would wash it clean every time without fail. A few nights of this was all that Argy could take. He ordered his servants not to wash the foot anymore. And that, <laughs> <laughs> I forbid you from scrubbing that dirty, dirty foot. That night, the foot crashed through the ceiling and demanded to be washed as usual. When it was ignored, it thrashed around violently, destroying vast swaths of the mansion's roof in the process. Argy complained to his friends about the nightly visitor and the destruction it was causing. 
and they were very interested. And one of them wanted to witness the event so badly that he offered to swap mansions with Arji, and he quickly agreed. However, after his friend moved in, the giant foot would never appear again. Ooh, spooky, spooky. That's just, that sounds horrifying, having something big and big come crashing through, especially, in, in, again, in art. I mean, with all these, the art depictions are kind of like the true the true master behind them. But with this, it's just like a big, stinky, hairy foot, exactly as you'd hope with concerned-looking people doing their best to clean it. It's absolutely <laughs> magnificent. Oh. And I've got one last um, not Japanese monster as an as a, as a little treat. This will be a quickie. Uh, we 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 take a, a a flight over to Poland for the mighty and fearful window monster. Oh, oh! Here is a news article from earlier this year about the fearful beast. And thank you to Bartek at Bartol BB on Twitter for sending this to me. Oh, oh! Uh, the, the headline reads. Window monster outside Polish building turns out to be a croissant. <laughs> did we cover this? Oh, did we already cover this? Yeah, I believe so. Did oh we no! Yeah. I think two of us brought the story as well. I think me, oh shit, that was the episode. Me and Ben had the same thing. Oh no, that, oh, was, well, that was the penis. The penis man. You remember the? Oh yeah, no, that was the penis man. I think we've spoken about the, the, the croissant. Croissant. Oh, never mind then. Oh, I well, I've managed to block that from my memory. <laughs> oh well, well now it's. Oh on no, its... we might not have been because it was talked about on the Podiat's call once. So I don't know if that's. Oh, tell it anyway. Maybe that's oh where God. we're remembering it from. Oh God, is he? Oh no, oh no. Do I continue? Continue. I think tell you it continue. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it starts. Look up in the tree. It's a bird. It's a lizard. It's a pastry. Animal control officials in Krakow, Poland, are having a good laugh after an unusual call earlier this week when they were asked to remove a strange window monster that was menacing locals from its perch in a lilac bush. Officials showed up at the apartment complex to deal with the problem and soon discovered that it wasn't a beast at all. It was a croissant. (laughs) The Krakow Animal Welfare Society shared the details of the unusual incident, including a partial transcript of the caller who reported it in a Facebook post after vanquishing the crusty menace earlier this week. A uh, desperate menace. crusty menace. That's oh, that's not a nickname you want to have. That's, that's the nickname for the big foot that comes crashing through your ceiling. A crusty menace. Uh, a desperate sounding woman called uh, the Animal Welfare Society to report that she said to report that there was a creature in the tree outside of a window. He's been sitting here for days, and everyone's scared of him. She told them, <laughs> "Come and pick him up." Staff asked if he's a him. That is a boy <laughs> croissant. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that lump of brown, that's a boy. That's definitely yeah, a boy. Only a boy would do that. Only men have that intimidating aura. Yeah. Staff asked if the animal might be a bird, but the woman rejected the notion. She said it looked like an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> Two inspectors showed up at the scene and quickly spotted the brown creature sitting atop the bush. His brown skin shines in the sun, they wrote in their tongue-in-cheek post. We, we, we look most closely, and the poor guy has no legs or head. The inspectors burst out laughing after realising that the supposed dragon child was a French pastry that had likely been tossed from a window of the apartment complex only to land in the bush. And that's, ah. that's it for my spooky selection. Have you Ooh. seen the picture, Mikey? I have. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, to be fair, if I if I was blind, I'd look at that and think, "Oh, that's a bit weird." Yeah, but if once you, you know it's a though, croissant, it's really obvious. But like, if someone had just shown me that picture before I'd seen the story, 
I mean, I wouldn't have said it looks like a dragon man, but I would have been like, oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. That's strange. It's a very large cocoon. Yeah. But yeah. I was going to describe the picture for everyone listening, but it's literally just a croissant, it's a croissant in a tree. lodged in a tree. There's nothing much else to say. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make it. I can't pretty it up any more than that. Wow. Oh, thank you, Mikey. Oh. Thank you. Thing. Oh, thank you, Mikey. Here's another question for you. This is from Connor Mulcahy. Kahi Mulcahy, maybe? Uh, M-U-L-C-A-H-Y? Not sure how you pronounce that, Connor. Sorry, Connor. At Conroy underscore Milk on Twitter, who asks, What everyday food are you giving this year's trick-or-treaters? See image for reference. And there are two images. Uh One, uh, they both appear to be on people's porches. One is a bowl of scrambled egg with a sign that says warm scrambled egg. Oh, I've seen And the other one is a Ziploc bag of some kind of liquid. And the the, the message next to it says, uh, take one bag of Sprite. It's like plastic bags. Oh, like God. Like Ziploc bags full of liquid bulging. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Lovely. So if people come around trick-or-treating, what normal non-sweet <laughs> treat are you giving them? What I can tell you. I remember um, <laughs> going through the village trick or treating when I was a kid, and you know we got a few nice things. We had a good haul. We had some drumsticks and refreshers and exciting things. And then we knocked on a door on this terrace, and an old lady came out, and she just had a big bowl of fruit, and then oh. she said, "Here you go, take one." And the worst thing was, so I politely took an apple. And it was like an old lady apple that was all sort of wrinkly <laughs> already and kind of it had been sitting there. It was like soft and it wasn't even a good apple. So that was pretty grim. <laughs> I I remember once as a kid getting a bag of crisps. I feel like I've talked about this before because it's still the most outlandish Halloween experience. But being given a bag of crisps on Halloween feels insanely wrong. <laughs> Savory. Mm, I'd take one. And on that, on that note, I think I'm going to... I'm going to spend a month eating nothing but pizza and save the crusts for, for Halloween oh, trick-or-treaters. that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy mm. that, children. I'd actually quite like that. The crusts are my favorite bit, so really I'm missing out by not eating them. Yeah. I'm doing it for the kids. I'm going to arrive at the door with both of my hands cupped t- together and a great mound of uh, squirty cream just on there. <laughs> and they have to just sort of palm off a little bit of it each just scoop a little little lump of cream <laughs> oh that's oh like, take don't take it or don't be greedy <laughs> make sure there's plenty to go around <laughs> one handful each oh, no thank you no it's all right i'll put it in the bag for you oh god no it's no everywhere no. i would hand out individual pita breads because mm. i think it's a hardy enough food stuff that it could go in a bag and you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like rip or tear. And you know, it's just, it's sort of the consistency of the exterior. It's almost like a shell. So it, yeah. you could easily yeah. wipe off anything that's on it, like any detritus. <laughs> Stick it in the toaster. You fucking sorted, man. Free pita bread. I'd take a free Bam. pita bread just out of <laughs> the packet. Love that. <laughs> put it in the bag, take it home. I think it would survive the Halloween journey quite nicely and still be useful at the end. So yeah. you could probably. If you didn't think too hard about it and just accepted it for what it was, you could probably toast a pita bread and then put like something sweet on it, like oh, some Nutella true. or something. Yeah, they'd have to eat or, or it then. Yeah. They probably wouldn't be able to put it in their bag. No. Well, that's the thing. 
pit of bread is kind of a bag. So you could use it for overspill sweets while you're trick-or-treating. So let's say your regular bag gets really mm-hmm, full, mm-hmm. split open the pit of bread, yeah. well, bam, you got space for like five mini Milky five Ways mini in that Milky bad boy. Easy. Here you go, Sonny. Oh, could you just pop it in the pitta, please? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing like a bandolier of pitta breads. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a question you've already got, uh, Ben, so stop me if it is, but what is the most offensive thing you can be given? On uh, a lot Halloween. of people asked what was the worst Halloween thing we've had, but I haven't included that question because uh, yeah. I feel like it might be something that we maybe discussed similarly before. But I honestly, I can't think remember. I might have told the apple story before, and yeah. maybe Mikey's told the crisp story. <laughs> yes, I can't remember anything about my Halloween. I stopped, uh, stopped trick or treating relatively young. Yeah. In I just mm-hmm. couldn't be asked with it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't really get or like Halloween, and that's no secret. But yeah, same went for trick or treating. Didn't didn't want to dress up. Didn't want to go places. Couldn't be asked. So I can't really remember much. It's from you know my very very early years that I trick or treated. I remember uh, walking around trick or treating once, and like just I guess because of the atmosphere of the night and everyone's a little bit oh spooked and there's these you know different groups of kids passing each other in the street some rumor was going around that there was just someone in the churchyard digging and like <laughs> there wasn't but I just quite like looking back on that and thinking that you know either some kids started that deliberately and it's it spread all around the village everyone talk, whenever you pass someone you'd be like oh did you hear about what's happening in the graveyard and no one wanted to go over there and see. <laughs> what a but, strange thing you know, to just lie spreading about. around. Yeah, I just, I just like the idea of you know, just, just purely as a social experiment mm. that someone just started that, and by the end of the night, everyone in the entire village knew or f- believed that someone was digging in the graveyard. Shit going down in the graveyard. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, what the most offensive thing you could give. Not offensive, actually, offensive. but I just think out like you'd look at it for five minutes would be um, little baggies of pre-portioned gravy granules. Oh, um, bistos. <laughs> yeah, but, but like a little baggie of bisto. <laughs> give it to kids. When you Not get even home, enough <laughs> to make like enough gravy for a Sunday roast. Just a single baggie. <laughs> a little bag. I'll put that in a cup when you get home, son. It'll warm you right up after a long yard evening. Bit of bovril. Cool. That <laughs> would be phenomenally shit. <laughs> maybe um like the free condiments you get at hotels that would be a bad thing to that would be an easy thing to give Ooh. out and a bad thing to receive like a yeah. like a small paper sachet of of sugar yeah or splendor <laughs> and something that would be annoying as a child mm. i mean objectively it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing you could be given because it's useful but it it would be the most offensive thing to get on halloween would be a little mini tube of toothpaste and some yeah. floss oh yeah Wow, for all the cavities really you're going to get for this, from all the sweets. A little pot of Marmite. Oh, Just a little yeah. pot of Marmite. Just not oh, not yeah, like a, little... a glass one, but, you know, the again, like a little sample one. Yeah. Just peel like little the breakfast pots you get at um, yes. hotels. Continental <laughs> breakfast, yeah. Help yourself to a tiny yeah. Marmite. Although I, quite, I find them quite fun to open with the little pop the vacuum seal. Well, then you'd so have a great get, time, wouldn't you? Just closing it and opening it over and over again. Spread it on my toasted pita. <laughs> you know what? This sounds like a fantastic Halloween. I think I will trick it or treat. Yeah. So many things I need. Peter, what is your thing? Uh, I have got... Uh, I, I've found a website called scaryforkids.com. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and it's a blog 
and it has a post on it called Stupid Tales. Uh, and this says, These stupid tales are excellent examples of horrible horror and terrible terror. Short and sweet, they don't mess around. They get straight to the point. I'm not sure if these little stories are astonishing works of genius or just a bunch of shizzle. The stories aren't mine. They are the work of random people on the internet. Kids in chat rooms and forums who share their masterpieces with the world. I just corrected some of the grammar. Um, Now... In hindsight, I believe one or two of these might have actually been read on um, the 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 Yogscast, uh, the Yogpod. You know, they occasionally oh, read really? rubbish urban <laughs> legends. Yeah. Um, and I think they have, certainly now, in the past few, uh, I can't remember what the spooky Yogpod is called. Oh, the Spooktacular, I think they yeah. call it. Um, they've got people to send them in, uh, you know, like audience members. But I think in the early days... Like Simon and Lewis used to just, they'd found like rubbish stories online. So a couple of these might be familiar to people, but uh, not all of them are, I don't think. So here we go. Oh, I'm excited. I hope you're sitting very spookily. <laughs> um, right, here we go. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone riggins. You answer it, and the voice is, "What are you doing with my daughter?" You they, tell so your on, girl. They say they corrected the grammar. <laughs> they said they corrected the grammar. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to start again because this. Sorry. It really, it really punctuates at the end the final sentence. So you're with your honey, and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it, and the voice is, "What are you doing with my daughter?" You tell your girl, and she say, "My dad is dead." Then who was phone? No. Oh no! <laughs> who was phone? I who don't was know. Phone? Oh. Who was phone? Well, the second know. one is very similar and not as good, but I kept it in. <laughs> okay. So you're in bed reading a book and your dog licks your hand. You then go to the toilet and when you come back, you get in bed. Your dog says, can I lick your hand again? Wait a minute. Dogs can't talk. Oh! These are that's, that's too, the, way too spooky. <laughs> Far too spooky. These are for kids? Jesus, they're torn us down. Terrifying. Okay, here we go. <laughs> there was a ghost in a house up on a cliff overlooking the sea. On a stormy night, a couple had a car breakdown outside the house and decided to sleep there for the night. The ghost attacked them and threw candlesticks and books and candlestick holders and bookshelves at the couple. (laughs) The couple ran around the house three times. They were trying to run away from the ghost, but he flew at them too fast. The ghost eventually ate the couple. Now there are three ghosts in that house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's quite sweet. We're all friends. friends. Spooky friends. Yeah. Um... This is the story of a day where there was all this blood. A man was walking around and blood started coming out of him everywhere. There was so much blood that it filled up an elevator. He went to the store and there was just blood all over the place. People were slipping in it and they were all grossed out. He tried to go swimming and all of the sharks went nuts and bitten everybody. (laughs) He got chased by all the vampires ever. One time, the blood got a kid and a dog. At the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the 
At the end of the day, everyone decided they would send him to space so that he would stop getting blood everywhere. The scariest part is that this man was you, or he was a lady if you are a lady, and you forgot that this happened. Oh, that is the scariest, that's the scariest part. part. Oh, that is absolutely haunting. Holy shit. I'm sure that was on the Yog Pod. That sounds familiar. I've heard that story before. <laughs> Maybe it does sound familiar because it is actually you. Oh, it was me. (laughs) There was this girl who was sleeping over at this house. There were two rooms in the house and each room had four people in it. Then, in the middle of the night, one of the girls had to go poop. So she got up and used the toilet in her room. Then, a few hours later, she needed to poop again. So she got up again and pooped in the toilet in her room. (laughs) Then the next morning when they were leaving, the girl needed to go to the bathroom again. So she went up to her room. When she got there, the toilet was gone. She couldn't believe it. She was sure it was there last night because she pooped in it twice. The girl was so freaked out that she ran out of there as fast as she could. Oh, where did the ghost go? Where did it go? Where did it go I've heard of ghost, ghost poos before, but ghost not like poos. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, dear. One time in March. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One time in March, this 11-year-old girl was alone chatting online, and this guy kept sending her instant messages, so she reported it to the manager. Then the door opened, and she got offline very quickly and picked up the phone. It was dead. Then, an instant message flashed on her screen. It said, I snipped the phone line, now I'll snip you. Her mum found her the next day, snipped in two pieces. No. Oh, <laughs> she's been snipped. She got snipped into two pieces. God, that's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of pieces to be snipped into. Um, we're now on to the thrilling conclusion. This is the longest story of them all. Okay. Oh, boy. It's a whole two paragraphs. Holy fuck. Whoa. Oh, boy. Once, there was this girl named Nikki who was six years old, and she had a babysitter named Lisa. When her parents went out at night, Nikki liked playing with her babysitter, but one night the power went out and Nikki was freaked out. Lisa went down in the basement trying to turn it back on, and then Nikki heard footsteps. She cried out, Lisa, what happened? But no answer. Then, all of the sudden, the lights turned on, and there was a man standing there, and Nikki screamed and screamed. At 11pm, Nikki's parents came home. Lisa was sitting on the couch. Hi, Lisa, where's Nikki, they said. Upstairs, sleeping, said Lisa. Okay, here's your money, they said. Thank you, said Lisa, and walked out. <laughs> then, all of the sudden, the parents screamed. <laughs> Nikki was skinned alive, and her bones were laying on her bed, and a note was written on the wall in blood which said, How do I look, Mommy? Oh, the police. Oh, God. The police. Finally caught Lisa, and it turned out her real name wasn't really Lisa. It was Larry, and she was a man. Well, he was a man, should I say. Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, Larry got her. So she was skinned, but her bones were there. She was a bit more than skinned, I'm afraid. She was. Eviscerated. She was deboned. Deboned. Filleted. Oh, God. God. All so of the sudden, good. All of the sudden, I love that. <laughs> That's sudden. very good, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're all available at scaryforkids.com. There were a couple of others as well, but they were not even funny bad. They were who just... was phone? <laughs> but then who, who was, was phone? phone? Um, and some of them, you kind of get the impression that 
they were just written by someone trying to pretend they were a stupid child or something. Right. I mean, there's this one here. I'll read it to you, but just so you can get an idea of how bad the others are. Yeah. One day, there were a couple of scuba divers who saw a sign that said, no scuba diving, and they had a, and they had such poor parenting that they didn't even look at it. Just when they were having a good time scuba diving, they found a secret place where all the bad guys live. When they saw the bad guys coming out of it and looking around, they got so afraid that they never scuba dived again. However, years later... Some of the bad guys came and found them and broke some of their scuba gear. Oh. And that's the end. Wow, yeah, that's, that's it. That's good. a scary story there. So, oh, uh, dearie yeah. me. Thank All sorts. Born chilling tales. Yeah. My God. Mm-hmm. To the spook stories, Peter. I'm not You're welcome. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Sweet dreams. Next questions. Next question comes courtesy of Momo Beans at beans underscore Momo on Twitter. Momo. Your late uncle. Left you a beautiful mansion, off the beaten path. Everything is fine, except one thing. It's haunted! Oh, no. None of the ghosts seem to be malicious. They're just enjoying their time in your mansion. Do you stay? And how do you make the most of your haunted mansion? I... See, I've seen... When I've seen, like, stupid videos online of people saying, my house has a poltergeist, and, you, you know, sometimes you can even just see where they've very obviously framed the shot so you can't see someone reaching in to pull the chair along the floor or whatever. When I've seen things like that, I always think if that actually happened to me, you know, I'd be terrified that there's a a spirit in my house. But then you sometimes hear people saying like, oh yeah, my house is haunted or my my aunt's house is haunted, but it's okay. It's a friendly ghost or whatever. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it'll just like play a trick on you or something and it'll like move something, you know, pull the chair out or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would only feel comfortable cohabiting with a quote-unquote friendly ghost if I could physically see it as a person and communicate Ooh. with it. I would want to have like a frank conversation with it and be like, hey, how's, how are you? How's it going? And they'd be like, I'm dead. You know, I, I'm haunting this house. This is where I am. Uh, I died here or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, do you mind if I if I live here? And they're like, no, no, I'm just having a good time. You know, I might be around sometimes, but, you know, I, I would want to, like, reason with this ghost. Yeah, I wouldn't like, feel comfortable someone just saying, oh, it's a friendly ghost. It just, you know, sometimes makes, like, doors open and stuff. Yeah, no, and, like, easy. the spare room, you set up a TV and you turn it on for them. So they've got something to watch if they ever get bored and, like, yeah. they can leave messages to tell you to change the channel or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, come to an understanding with them. Yeah, that's the only way you would get me... You know, if we're accepting the existence of ghosts, I would want to be able to very clearly communicate and be like, are you okay with me being here? You know, I'll do what you want. I won't I won't bother you. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah, I think I'm the same. Like, having an unknown thing there, like, watching me, I'm like, oh, this is a bit weird. Unless they were, like, ridiculously friendly. Like, mm-hmm. well, I doing guess the, nice things for you. Like the antithesis of me being Paul Hollywood's demon and that they were they would close my <laughs> oven if I left it open or something like that. <laughs> and it would be a nice Yeah, I don't like the idea of being watched in my own house. Hmm. I, I maybe I'd do like a trial week, see how it got on. Yeah. And maybe reserve it as like a holiday home if I ever feel like a bit of excitement in my life and just like go away for a week, spend some time with the spooky boys and then go back <laughs> to my, my, my normal house. <laughs> 
yeah, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe that'd be a fun project. Like start a profile on the all the ghosts and then get yeah. to know their likes and dislikes and some selfies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's an orb in this photo. That must be Steve. <laughs> ben. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd jump at the offer though. I my first inkling would be to sell it because. Mm-hmm. I don't want to move into a haunted mansion. And equally, I probably wouldn't want to move into a mansion anyway. I don't know where it is. I bet it's nowhere near where I'm going, where I need to work. But it's in a very inconvenient place. So if they are nice ghosts and they made that perfectly clear and I was able to communicate with them, I would probably just see what their deal was. They, they probably wouldn't be happy if I sold the house, you know, because mm. then God knows what would happen to it. So maybe I could come up with some agreement with them where they were willing to work for me in a capacity that I would keep the house and allow them to stay there. Maybe they could operate like ghost Bitcoin machines for me. Or maybe I could turn it into an actual haunted house that people could go and stay at. Like a scary Yeah, just get them involved where it's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Spooky Jeffrey. You're on. You're on duty this weekend. Uh, uh, d- d- uh, scary Spook Timothy. You're on nights, and then they just sort of do shifts where they have to do mild spookings to the people who come and visit. Yeah. Um, and oh, that, we have just sort of a mutual arrangement where they make me a fuckload of money because they work in my spook house, and I don't sell the house, and they get to stay there forever. Well, if mm. you try, apparently, if you sell. If you try and sell a house and it's sort of known to be haunted or advertised as a haunted house, it can knock 20% of the value of the house off, which mm. in the UK on average is like 40 grand, which is insane. Yeah. That is oh. insane. But that would be my plan if I was given it. But if I didn't know it was haunted, I'd just sell it immediately. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Don't want it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. I do like. I do like the idea of setting up as like a an Airbnb for for spooks and scares. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's scare B and B. Why didn't we do that? Yeah. I, that's, I, what, I, that's what Mikey. Did said you say before. that? I thought you said spook B and B. No, is it scare B and B? Okay. Oh, Michael, I'm really yeah. sorry. Michael, oh. Michael. <laughs> yes, I'm really sorry. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that um, the the house devaluing when you've got a ghost has reminded me of a, a Nathan for you episode. You ever seen Nathan for you? Yeah, a little bit. No. Basically, he goes to businesses with like stupid ideas to help improve how much money they make. And one of the best episodes is where he goes um, to a realtor and goes with them saying, if you sell your houses with a guarantee that there's no ghosts, you'll make so much more money. And, uh, <laughs> so this woman becomes like the ghost realtor. Um, and it's just the most amazing thing as a, image of it yeah basically like every house has like it's <laughs> like an exorcism <laughs> to expel all ghosts from it wow. <laughs> it's just the quote on the advert my homes are 100 ghost and demon free <laughs> that's fantastic uh, her little hand holding the crucifix no it's cute isn't it? <laughs> it's really good it's uh, really good uh it's time for my thing and before you say anything, no, it's not a desperately reverse engineered game based upon a little <laughs> bit of wordplay. Oh. So don't even okay. say it. It's time for Spook or Spock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven horror movies. I've got seven horror movies. And I have a quote from them. 
That is the spook. I also have a quote from (laughs) Star Trek Spock. But which is which? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's up to you to decide. So I'm going to go film by film. I'm not going to tell you what the film is because that will influence your decision, I think, until Mm. afterwards. Um, But I'll read the quote one and quote two, and then you tell me which is spook and which is Spock. Okay. (laughs) Uh, so each time we're getting one of each. You're we getting one that. of each, yeah. And there'll be one spook and one Spock in there, and you have to decide which is the spook and which is the Spock. Right. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay, number yeah. one. Quote one. We're always quickest to doubt people who have a reputation for being honest. That's quote one. Mm. Quote two. Once you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. That's, um... Uh... What is that? It's like the opposite of Occam's Razor. Was it? Did Sherlock Holmes say that? Or no? I'm. I don't know who I'm attributing that to. But uh, is it a Spock or a Spook, though, Peter? So that could be Spock. Whoever whoever is saying that is quoting someone. Um, they do both sound quite Spocky, don't they? They like, do both sound Spocky. Uh, I. Th- the second one I could totally see in like a paranormal film. Like it's like on the precipice of some spooky shit going down. It's like lays that line down. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to err on the side of number one being the Spock. I'm going to say that Spock was quoting. It's either like Einstein or Sherlock Holmes or something, but it's it seems like someone Spock might quote. So I'm saying the second one is Spock. The second one is Spock. The first okay. one, of course, is Milton Ab. Arbogast detective from the movie Psycho. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Okay. So there we are. Ooh. On to number two. Quote one. Fire. It's a reflection of our own mortality. We're born, we breathe, and we die. And quote two. Without followers, evil cannot spread. Oh. Is it a Spock or a spook? That second one sounds spooky. Oh, I was thinking um, it sounded spocky. Oh, oh really? But I, I did get the first one wrong, so don't be swayed by me. No, I won't be. I think I'm going to say that um, the the second one about evil is spooky. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stay firm and say spocky because I was like I'm not much of a Star Trek man, but I always kind of it's got like life lessons. It's like quite well not. Sometimes profound and yeah, it's all about the good of man and all episode. that. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to lean on that. The second quote is, in fact, a Spock. And uh, the fire, it's a reflection of our own mortality. We're born, we breathe and we die is, is a quote from Dean Armitage from the horror movie Get Out. Oh, oh I've seen that as well. Shit. Yeah. God. There you yeah. go. Oh, there, there we go. go. See, we're all learning something, aren't we? Uh, up next, quote one. Superior ability breeds superior ambition. And quote two. A survivor unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Spook or spot. Oh, man. What was that? Read the first one again. Superior Superior ability breeds superior ambition. That sounds... Like that sounds like Spocky. Frankenstein or something. Oh, I oh, was thinking, wow, think we're going opposite on all of these. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like someone just made a monster. One of these. Like, ah. <clears throat> yes, I, I'm picturing like that's that's someone describing a beast they've just conjured or something. 
Uh, I think <laughs> I I only have limited knowledge of Spock and Star Trek, but he sort of says odd stuff like that, slightly wanky things. I'm going to say <laughs> that was that was Spock, the superior thing. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Spooky for that one. Superior ability breeds superior ambition. It's a Spock. <gasps> oh, okay. A survivor unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality is Ash from Alien. Oh, always oh, known as Alan. Wow. Um, <laughs> also, if someone could add this photo to the thread, I'd appreciate it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh my um, god! Next up, uh. <laughs> quote one: Every living thing wants to survive. Quote two: What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. <laughs> okay, oh. I know this one. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, okay. I guess I've got to guess before you lay down the facts. Shit. Yeah. What was the first one again? Every living thing wants to survive. <laughs> I'm going to say the second one, Spock. It just sounds outlandish enough to be him. Peter? When I heard the first one, I thought that sounded like a horror movie. Like like something like The Thing or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, the second one is from Jaws. It is from Jaws. Every living thing wants to survive is a Spock. Um, I was trying to match Spock quotes with sort of vaguely similar quotes from the horror movies I picked out. But yeah, I thought it started off with Mr. Vaughn, which I thought would be even more of a giveaway. That, of course, was Matt Hooper from Jaws. Mm. Next up, quote one. He is intelligent, but not experienced. His pattern indicates two-dimensional thinking. And quote two, no reason, no conscience, no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, good or evil, right or wrong. Oh man, all of these sound like Spock. <laughs> yeah, really good. The, oh, the second one sounds like something like from a, a slasher film. Like like an old 80s film. Oh, God, I can't name any slasher villains off the top of my head right now, but I just see that. It's like they're hidden out in like some old abandoned uh, shed. And like he's got he does, no reason. Oh, da, da, da. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the first one's Spock and the second one's Spook. I'm going to guess the second one he's talking about, again, I have very limited knowledge, but the Borg which are like the robot mm. baddies from Star Trek. So I'm going to say number two is Spock. Number one is Spock. Ooh. Number two, no reason, no conscience, no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, good or evil, right or wrong, is Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Uh, oh, there you go. go. You're right, Mikey. Mikey. It was a slasher. Is someone keeping track of the score? Because I think you're all tied up still. Oh, God. You, no. I think we are now, yeah. You're all tied yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, we've got two left. Here we go. I nearly just read out the name of the movie immediately, which, is, <laughs> which would have been stupid. Quote one, to live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. And quote two, pain is a thing of the mind. The mind can be controlled. Oh, I wonder if that sounds familiar, that second one. It really does, but I can't put my, 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 my tongue on. A, my tongue? My, my, tongue. my lips? What, my wait, tongue. what tip of my tongue? That's it. Yeah, that is the tongue, isn't it? Tip of my tongue. Am I reading the first one again? Sorry. To live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. That's, that's, as you said, Peter, that sounds quite wanky, 
Um, <laughs> would it help you to know that most of these quotes I had to type up manually because they were laid on like inspiring backgrounds of landscapes? Right. And I couldn't of even copy and paste them. Uh, I don't know. They both sound a bit spocky to me. Um, I'm, I'm going to say pain is a thing of the mind is Spock because he's a Vulcan and they do, I think they're like kind of powerful and they've got like martial arts and stuff. I think, again, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, once again, I'm leaning away from Peter and I'm saying that that is, that is a spook, not a Spock. Okay. To live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. That's quote one. Is a spook. It's Thomas Campbell from <gasps> Day of the Dead. Pain is a thing of the oh, mind. The mind what? can be controlled is Spock. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the mind can be controlled. I might not have gone with it. I remembered that, that quote, Spock, but there we go. <laughs> yeah. Overlaid a nice babbling brook there, picture of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> Peter pulls ahead, all to play for, for the final one. Here we go. Oh. Quote one is, no. <laughs> and quote two is, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, you monster. Right. Mm. Um... I am going to say absolutely not is a spook. Yeah, I guess no. no. What you said? Yeah, no. Yeah. Spock's a man of few words. He, he gets the point. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. So you're I'm in agreement. The opposite of Peter. Wait, I mean, the opposite of what I said. <laughs> Mikey, stop. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> I have no idea. So one Which of them is no. Peter? One of them is absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Peter, which one do you think is a Spock? I'm going to say, I don't know why, absolutely not is a spook. So no is Spock. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I guess I have to go the other way around. Otherwise, this will be a, an anticlimactic ending. Um, yeah, no, I, I believe myself when I say that. So you, <laughs> you think, can hear it in my so voice. So to be clear, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Michael, you think absolutely not is a Spock. And Peter, you think no is a Spock. Yes. 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 <laughs> Okay. It's a difficult one. They're so similar. <laughs> uh, it's a tie. No, of course, what? was famously said by Ned from Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, absolutely oh, not. Course. Was a was a Spock quote. No one's ever said that oh. before. Uh, it's Brilliant it's a Spock original. So yeah, that's that, that's that a tie amazing. there at the end. Oh, wow. well done, everyone. Thank you for what playing Screamer. Spook or Spock? Spock or Spook? Uh, <laughs> will we do it again? No. <laughs> no, we won't. Oh, I thought about doing Maidly or Made Up again at some point, <laughs> purely because of the name. I think Spook or Spock is great. Yeah, it's good. We'll <laughs> see how I feel this time next year. If we're yeah. still alive, we'll see what happens. Final question comes from Paul at Paul Zaremba 16. Do you have a favourite Halloween costume you wore? I'm not a big Halloweener. It's Halloweeny, actually, Paul. I'm not a big Halloweeny <laughs> myself, but I was the Red Power Ranger probably three or four times in my youth. Okay, love you, bye. Nice. Nice. I think um, the one time where, because I'm not much of a dresser up, I, I was kind of, it's more, I find it more of a nuisance than a bit of fun, which has always been fun at like dresser parties where, well, for, I think about four years of my teenage years, I wore the same parrot costume every Halloween <laughs> <laughs> just because I could get my money's worth out of it. But the one time where I actually put in like a decent amount of effort into a costume, even then it wasn't that much effort, uh, was where, when I dressed up as Shaun of the Dead. 
and I, I spiked up my hair like him. I had the red shirt and the baseball bat with blood splatters on me. And it, I mean, I looked crap because I didn't really resemble Simon Pegg. But hey, I put in a minor amount of effort, and I should be applauded for that. Thank you very I, much. I applaud you. D- does uh, Wallace you. not count as as a Halloween dress up, <laughs> or is it just Halloween for the rest of us? Uh, it's just Halloween for everyone who I happened to walk past that night. That was the the yeah. worst bit was, yeah, walking out of my flat and a group of three people just walking by and not even saying a word. And I was like, oh, you man, I'm just Bristol, man. They've seen weirder. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a frightening experience, not a Halloween-y one. <laughs> Peter. Um, I, uh, my favourite one as a kid was, uh, I was at the, at the shop, like the corner shop in our village would stock a small amount of Halloween costume stuff. And they had this really cool mask that was a skull um, with all this like white hair coming out of it. It looked really, it was like genuinely quite good and it was pretty cheap as well. So I bought that and I bought a cloak thing. And then they were also selling this big scythe. So I went as like death i went as the grim reaper purely because that was just the collection of things i bought and i was pretty proud of that i thought it was a pretty cool like costume um but outside of that uh when i was at uni i uh me and a friend uh well uh, our whole flat hosted a halloween party and everyone from the building came down to our flat we had the biggest kitchen uh, on the ground floor and um i dressed as Robin and my friend dressed as Batman oh. and uh, I pulled that night one of the Shining Twins <laughs> oh so, uh, congratulations yeah oh. I was pretty pretty pleased well with that done. well done I looked pretty good as Robin I think um, real boy God, Halloween's always great for that seeing weird mismatches of people getting off yeah. of each other <laughs> oh. incredible uh, I'd, yeah I've never really done that much fancy dress or Halloween dressing up and so on. But I did, uh, I did have a dinosaur costume when I was a kid that my grandma made for me out of like, it was sort of, it was very, it was like almost silky. It felt like in it, it had little feet that you strapped over your, over your shoes. And it had the body that you stepped into and zipped up and it had a big tail. And then you had gloves that you would put on and then a little hat that fastened under your under your uh, chin that was just a, like an open mouth. Um, and she made this whole thing. And I think I I can't remember if I had a green one or a red one, but my cousin had the other one. And we just used to stamp around as dinosaurs. And it was fucking awesome. It's the <laughs> oh, most, my God. best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So that would be it. Yeah. Apart from that, though, maybe the Spider-Man costume that I bought when we went to Bristol that time before we started vidiots oh, yeah. and uh um, oh, yeah yeah and then i put it in my luggage to fly back up to newcastle and uh i had a pair of nail scissors in there uh but that were actually scissors not like nail clippers um yeah and for some reason that you used to always manage to get onto well flights. yeah newcastle didn't give a shit they let me fly to bristol with it but when i tried to fly back they they stopped me and they opened up my luggage and there was a fucking spider-man costume <laughs> <laughs> at the top of my luggage i was like i'm not spider-man they're like i don't care you can't have scissors that's on the what plane. spider-man would say <laughs> yeah it's exactly what spider-man would say did you actually were you like feeling a bit uncomfortable and did you say i'm not Spider-Man? yeah i did or... because they opened my luggage <laughs> oh, and there was a fucking spidey suit on it <laughs> <laughs> like right at the top my, my my newest and best purchase 
Uh, yeah. I just remembered my most slept on costume, mm-hmm. which is uh, the year I dressed up as a tornado and I just <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I, I wore a black t-shirt and like stitched lots of little toy cars to it. And when people asked what I was, I'd spin around and say as a tornado. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> and everyone, Fantastic. everyone who I showed it to was like, that's awful. And I was like, I think oh, it's pretty good. Fuck those people. Brilliant. Probably ruined my night. And I mean, by 10 minutes, all the cars are falling off, but... Boy, what a 10 uh, minutes it was. What a 10 minutes. Incredible. <laughs> well, Tornado. there we are. That's the questions and things for this week. Uh, if you go to store.yogscast.com, there's some merch, isn't there, Michael? Oh, boy. You're absolutely right. If you head over to store.yogscast.com, you'll find a wonderful, veritable bounty of delights, including ooh, the new, newly released Sharky plushie. Ooh. Wowie. Ooh. It actually looks like it's a lovely item. I've seen it firsthand. Uh, it's beautiful. So if you want to pick it up, uh, you can use code VIDIOTS at checkout for 10% off. And in addition to there being a plushie of a shark with a harpoon going through its chest, we've also got our own section of the site with lots of brilliant t-shirts, hoodie and mugs where you can use again the same code code vidiots at checkout god i really i don't i i i thought i came into this one relatively strong but i got totally thrown off by the 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 sharky tangent um yes code vidiots at checkout for 10 percent off absolutely everything on the yogscast store so even if you don't want to buy our stuff you can still buy someone else give a little little tiny bit of a kickback to us the boys yeah. Yeah, why not? isn't that nice youtube twitter facebook all.com forward slash vidiots vidiots official. official also twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official uh thank you so much to everybody who came along to the stream the other week and gave so Very incredibly well generously yeah. We raised over a thousand pounds for Alzheimer's Research UK. So thank you so much. Also, thank you to fellow (coughs) Yogscast. That wasn't a comment on the Yogscast. I was genuinely (laughs) kidding my throat. Uh, (laughs) Just to make that clear. Uh, Thank you to fellow uh, Yogscast network members, Ozzy and uh, High Rollers, who raided during the stream. So thank you very much. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Good bunch. what What else have I got to say? Before we do the pod squad, who wants to know what came out on videos three years ago this week yes Me, please a bit spooky we've got worst games ever all-star water sports oh god spooky that's, spooky. that's very <laughs> spooky uh life on the edge gang beasts oh yeah playing some gang beasts medieval ruling age of empires 2 part 2 this, this was Ooh. prove it yes. Ooh, getting closer getting closer Postum tat number 36, worst, work, fucking hell, workplace safety, where we got that sort of laminated safety sheet to put on the wall. Uh, it's on the wall of my kitchen. Oh, yeah, that's good. Currently. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The Age of Empires in real life, live action finale of Prove It. One of my favourites that we've done. Oh, what an absolutely un- unhinged episode that was. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is uh, one of the occasions where it actually did more views than the Let's Play, so look at that. Hey, not by much though thank god still god remember when we just desperately came up with the third part of that we're like we need a third thing <laughs> we're like oh something about food getting eggs into the i don't know and we just threw eggs at each other like in a little in like, quiet little, country like, lane. farmer's yep. lane caught them in baskets it's yeah. good isn't it god yeah, it's brilliant <laughs> i wonder why they didn't you know keep us employed you are <laughs> 
really strange, isn't it? Uh, we, we, we book a few, like a few days off work to go away on a trip and we come back. What have you been up to, boys? Oh, we went paddling in a small stream and threw eggs at oh, each no, other. Mikey, that's the thing. We didn't even book it off. We just said, this is work, oh, yeah. and we went. Yeah, so, yeah, that was it. Yeah. But to be fair, that, that it was a very different kind of job than I think a lot of people are used to. We didn't. We reported to no one. We were our own bosses, so that was content, <laughs> mm. and it was part of our job to go to Dunster and throw <laughs> eggs at Ben's grandma's house. Yeah, oh, it was uh, it was excellent. But that's that's still yeah. not all. We've also got worst <laughs> games ever. Spooky special. Casper yeah. and the ghost something ghostly trio. I think ghostly trio. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a live stream vod. Cortex is... Oh, I think this is another live stream. But no, it's not. Is it? No, it's not. Cortex is Clever Girls, Left for Dead mods. We played Left for Dead and I think we were being hunted by dinosaurs. Yeah, we, it was like Crash Bandicoot levels, but it had dinosaurs in it. It was really weird. <laughs> Madness. And it was pitch black. We couldn't see a bloody thing. <laughs> not a thing. Making Nuka-Cola. Remember that? Oh, That's a good one too. Yeah, that was mm, really that disgusting, that. Uh, spooky yeah. it's episode 18 a luigi board <laughs> uh, post number 37 vidiot's wrestling federation that's when we got that amazing championship belt oh yeah, made for us. Oh, yeah. incredible uh black ops 4 zombies it's on easy and finally lining up with <laughs> with the release of this episode worst games ever spooky special Biz- billy the wizard rocked something or other what's it called Rocket broomstick, Rocket broomstick racing. racing. And there you are. Oh, That's what came out. Really spooky. It's not even <laughs> Billy the Witch. Billy the <laughs> Wizard. Billy the Wizard. That's normal. Oh, Halloween special. Dear. And fine. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. That's what, guess what came out this time. Thank you. We've also got, of course, the wonderful pod squad, the spook squad. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiots. Donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Here is your spook squad once more. Grandma's Scary Hairy Kisses, Katie Kin Solo, Ben's Number One Fan, The Generous Swarthy Morpho, Goosebumps Number Two Fan, Donak 07, The Walking Chegs, The Stupendously Generous Red Rum Weth, thank you very much again. Thank you so much. Mr. Blackula, Dave Benson Phillips Only Fans, Spooky Becky, Chav Chav Ramirez, thank you very much, very generous of you. Pro Trainer, Kedui, Bartek Vantsack, Blad Pudding, Spookalicious. Also, Stephen Skodes, Gooey Bug Spittoon, Spoopy Sperry Spellatons, Chegwin Spooky Knob, Dave Bitcoin Phillips, Funding Bomb Related Purchase, Chegwin Stein's Monster, Lord Spook to Vic. Fuck spooks, it's Rocktober. Uh, oh, I should say, uh, funding bum-related purchase was very generous. And fuck spooks, it's Rocktober was also very generous. Thank you, Thank you both. Thank you. Um, Sir Windpipes the Loud. Berries and cream for Ben. Hashtag I stand with Caroline. <laughs> Simon Miller, Burley Noah. Finn Tristam, spooky donation name. And Caroline shagging me, na- shagging me now, soz. Soz. We've also got War Podiat's shirt to synagogue, Prince Beefcakes, Big Fanny Buddha 69, The Very Generous Long Tim First Time DJ JPEG, Ryan Made the Tiger Cry, Raindrop Joy But Spooky, Half the House Fuck You Caroline, Caroline I Was Wrong Sorry, Caroline I Had Loft Converted, Slightly Used Toilet Paper, (laughs) 
Cuntifer Cobumbus. Don't go back, Caroline. You too good for him. Lord Dabar, tell Dabar friends. Just keep swimming, Ash. I'm in trouble, Tubbs. Rice poofs or sugar quiz. And Rami Malik looks like Tiny Pete. And there we go. That's your Spook Squad. Thank you, everybody, so much. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiest donations, three pounds or more. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Mikey, where are you found on the internet? I'm found at Parrotboy on Twitter. That's where I tend to put my things. I also stream a, well, once in a blue moon on a Parrotboy on Twitch. So go follow me on there if you want to be kept up with me comings and goings. Mm. I celebrated 13 years on Twitter the other day, which is a nice. horrifying, wow. horrifying number, considering there's people younger than that that follow me, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My Twitter account's older than all of you. Oh, Shut up. Back <laughs> Peter, where are we? We are Team Triple Jump um, on Twitter, Facebook, but more importantly, YouTube and Twitch. So go check that out if you want to see cooking and worst games ever weirdest games ever is coming up soon as well in fact by the time this goes out it might be out already uh it will be for the patrons i don't know something like that it's coming out soon um but also we've got our own social media ben is at confused underscore dude on twitter and i am at that peter austin so go follow us if you want for dobbadal Finally, leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Do we have a final question before we disappear? What minor haunting would you do to who? Hmm. I'm curious yeah, now. Yeah, tell us your yeah. hauntings. What would you do to, to piss people off or maybe make their lives a bit easier? Who knows? Mm. It's up to you. Who knows? What would you do to Paul Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> and why? <laughs> Uh, right, we're gonna go now. Happy Halloween, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye.